0: Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the
1: phone. <laughs> there was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me
0: along. So they brought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him in my place and sent me the double A ball.
2: Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon, fueled by Guardian games and athletic field design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your hosts Ben and Dave. Welcome, sports fans. I'm Harry Doyle.
0: Yeah, you smell, smell like cheese and poor choices is what you are. All the hell with you. Nobody listens anyway. Just a bit outside. Well, looks like uh, looks like we moved out of the basement, bud. What's up?
1: We did. Yeah. Got brand new carpet. Yeah. Everything. yeah. We've been <laughs> uh kind of we,
0: weirded out so we've we're, we're out of the boiler room uh we're, we're getting a little sunlight now we have a we have a, we have our, our walking papers and here we are in the new juster studio it's been a while good to see you it's good to see you too well what, what do we got going on today
2: well we need to introduce ourselves
0: first okay who are you i'm dave and i'm ben and i'm dan and you're listening, listening to the the diamonds and roses podcast.
1: podcast it's
0: just it is great it's, it seems like it's been a while the sun's out life's good baseball's in full swing uh, we're talking we're talking little league baseball we're talking college we're talking we're talking beavers we're talking major league teams we're talking JC colleges we're talking everything we're talking community baseball high school baseball it's a great time right now
2: it is a great time and um, you heard it Dan by the name of a gentleman. What I'm talk about? A gentleman by my name of Dan. So uh without further ado, let's turn it
1: over to our special guest. Dan Siegel. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing well. It's uh it is good to have the sunshine out, it's warming up a little and and good to have baseball here. Where,
0: where'd you just come from? I, before you came over to Jester Studios. You know,
1: I, I had the good fortune to go catch my oldest son. Play baseball over at Clackamas High School. It was Grant versus Clack, and and a uh, you know the PIL team f- f- you know fared well. They battled and came up with a victory.
0: That's huge. Yeah. And if your
1: son's listening in, he's got this big <laughs> smile on his face. So. Yeah, no, that that group of kids uh, needed that. They had a rough start. They got Westview, the state champion. Oh, out yeah. of the gate. And I know the head coach there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Bailey, and yep. and he has a nasty little left-hander sophomore that pitched well, and they. They drop that one, and then they get uh, Century, and and they've got a big arm mm-hmm. uh, left-hander named Mickey Thompson. That was a tough one. They dropped that, and then you know, then they get Clackamas. That's a
0: rough preseason schedule. That's a tough one. And, yeah,
1: and uh, you know, Clackamas is historically really good. Mm-hmm. And Coach Arnston does does a great job. Yeah, and um, yeah, that was a big win for the Generals.
0: So. Very cool i'm
2: glad that they won and yeah
0: it's really good to hear baseball and
2: your right zooming. it sounds
0: and that's a that's a program that's been pretty good in years past but it sounds like there's a resurgence over oh there. yeah that, that, I, I think of madison and grant you know back in back in the day uh, so to speak oh P-I-L, yeah grant, grant grant's well.
1: got a great uh program coach cops that does a great job the youth programs there have have really excelled and they've got some yeah. good young kids and they uh, should, should battle with the Clackamas and the Westlands and the Jesuits and the Westviews of the world Very here for cool. the next few years.
0: Very cool. Very cool.
2: Well, we got Dan Siegel, CEO, Chairman of the West. Uh, the, what am I saying? The Westland, the West Coast League Corvallis Knights. He's joining us today on this podcast and next week's podcast. So as usual, we're going to talk about Dan, and we're going to talk about his background um, with like most of our guests that we have on the podcast, and then in our next episode, we'll go in talking about the Corvallis Knights. So you ready? to Get going, Dan. Yeah, love Excellent. to. Excellent. So you're a uh, born and raised in the Portland area. Correct. And uh, you went to Aloha High School? Yep, played for Bill Love at Aloha High, graduated in 83. And uh, so it looks like you were a first baseman there, right? Yeah,
1: okay. left-handed hitter, first baseman.
0: So Aloha, we're talking Aloha in the early 80s. Town looked a lot different than it does now. Kind of yeah, just a little different farm town, so-
1: yeah. D- different socioeconomics back then. Um, and, geez, you know, some good football teams, good baseball teams. Yeah. And, uh, you know there's been a a lot's happened since then a lot of development redistricting and stuff like that but uh yeah it was fun i really enjoyed uh playing for coach love
2: dan tell us a little bit about did you play any like jv ball or did you play mostly varsity i mean tell us a little bit well you know
1: back then it was like you know we were at a junior high and i want to say your freshman year you're at the junior high and then my sophomore year i did play jv um and then played varsity my junior and senior years.
0: That was that was I think more common back then. Yep. You know because kids weren't playing the year round developmental ball, so kids were a little more raw coming in. Maybe yeah. It I didn't, needed and that I, growth in that time. Yeah, like
1: there was no freshman class at the high school. At okay, the time, and so then the it junior was like, high model. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Were you one of those kids like playing baseball year round or was this just like a one you know, you played just in the spring?
1: We didn't we didn't yeah, just spring. We didn't do that back then. Yeah, no, no one specialized. Football, yeah. basketball, baseball, and that was pretty much all the guys and you you know, it was a blast. And uh when baseball came you played baseball.
0: And just when you're getting burnt out on one, you take a little break yeah. and go to another. Yeah, kept kept fresh. That was
1: great. I mean that, that's I think that's the preferable model. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's great for athleticism. I wish more kids played all three sports three different sports no. they, i mean i don't know if you need to do it year round i don't i think most scouts and college coaches prefer Multi-sport athletes, it's, you know,
0: it seems to be. It seems to be there. There's a little bit now backlash against kind of specialization, and, and more coaches are coming out now a little bit saying, talking about uh, it. a little more well-rounded athlete, a little more, you know, yep. um, and avoiding that burnout, physical and emotional burnout factor. Yep. That kind of I think kind of peaked maybe about five eight years ago, yeah. and, and it seems like more of the trend is. Branch out a little bit, you know, emotional, physical rest by doing I, something else. Yeah,
1: I think I think all most b- baseball coaches at higher levels would tell you that they'd prefer guys playing multi sports, you know. Very cool. Uh, for a lot of reasons. Is that just because of the well-roundedness that you think? I think that's of part of it, you know, and uh, athleticism, it's a big deal. You know, if you're just playing baseball all the time, um, are you working on your feet all the time? I mean, basketball, football, you better, yeah. you know, you know, your speed and agility, you uh, you know doing being in different situations dealing with different people different muscle you, groups yeah, yeah and you, yeah. you yeah. talked about the burnout effect and you know we're, you know we're, we weren't made to throw a baseball anyway and now 12 months out of the year Ooh, i mean there's yeah. not a lot of breaks if you're playing year round yeah. so mm-hmm. i don't know a lot of torque yeah yeah i i my kids i always say you know you got to be doing something you're but yeah. you're not going to be playing a sport from you, you, all through all the seasons, you're going to play, you're going to do something, you know, yeah. albeit football or basketball or baseball, or maybe it's a different sport or maybe it's music, maybe it's art. I don't know, but something. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the year-round stuff. Gotcha.
2: So, Dan, were you yeah. always playing first base or did you play I'm, other positions, even starting out at a younger age? At
1: a younger age, you know, I I don't, I mean, I, I played a little center field, a little catcher, shortstop. I don't know. I wasn't that good. I just uh, at some point blossomed when I switched from a right-handed hitter to a left-handed oh, hitter. Oh, wow. When was that? Uh, well, after my 13-year-old season. I, I didn't even play as a 14-year-old. Oh, really? Huh. Which is kind of crazy because that never would happen today. Oh, yeah. Right? It's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, And I just it, you know, I think it was more like frustration of, you know, when you're not playing well and then i remember playing in the backyard with my brother wiffle ball all the time and s- switching to left-handed and boy i could hit it and then my 15 year old year uh babe ruth yeah i mean i i i mean it was a lot of fun you yeah. know and it was district MVP so for a minute there it stopped being fun it wasn't know, fun but, minute, but you know yeah. once you start hitting the baseball it's a lot of fun yeah um and you know i played some third base first base but first base mainly i mean I didn't really have any tools you know uh, other than i could hit um i mean i didn't i didn't have a lot of arm strength uh didn't have a lot of uh, I, I couldn't run uh, you can hit they'll find a spot for you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i was that guy uh, probably didn't move on after college because i didn't have enough power gotcha uh, but i mean hit with power in college but yeah so first base was probably what i needed to play <laughs> yeah. Let's talk go. a little bit more about this hitting. Uh, yeah. Uh,
2: switching from right to left. Yeah. You know, you know, you said that you talked to, you um, were using wiffle ball and you yeah. go from right to left. And then you just, was it just an instant decision that I'm going to switch? And Not I'm instant. Gonna
1: it was just trying to, you know, having fun. My brother and I, you know, pretend we were big league teams, you know, and play games against each other. Remember, Aloha was pretty rural at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. So we, uh, There wasn't a lot to do, you know. You're on a dirt road and backyard, and just having fun. Not on your iPhone playing Fortnite. No, no Fortnite back then. Yeah, Yeah. but we played a lot of wiffle ball, and uh, you know, with our friends too. Mm -hmm. And we'd we'd ride our bikes or walk up to Cooper Mountain Grade School. And uh, yeah, just it was like just picked it up in those games, and gosh, I'm hidden.
0: So it wasn't like a coach or your dad or no, something suggested no, yeah, it. Just it was just all you. Yeah, which is again unheard of, you know, yeah. t- in today's day and age, right? And yeah.
1: and I, I remember uh, just having a lot of success in Babe Ruth and and coming into high school, very confident, and uh, yeah, but it was it was just. It was just finding out that man i can hit this way but it's really a challenge uh hitting right-handed
0: so would you recommend that for younger players in that kind of in that young kind of youth range try it out in low-stakes situations yeah, and why see not? if you like it why not and yeah
1: why not i mean uh, yeah if you're struggling um you know maybe try something different uh but even for uh any ball player if you can switch hit i think that's an advantage yeah, yeah that's why sure. i tell
2: my six-year-old right now and because he can hit both right and left and yeah, i said keep at I, it i told him like matt if you can you can hit both ways keep keep trying i mean that that'll be great you know if you could do that so but yeah, that's really nice to know and really nice to hear about pushing that and uh, uh you know when you were talking about you and your brother pretending about being different teams which which primary team were you well i was right? the giants were yeah you
1: know, i love the giants uh you know, remember back when i grew up there were no mariners right so we listened to the giants on the radio you could get the signal uh, <laughs> at night you know and then we had relatives from san jose and relatives in southeastern oregon where when we would visit in the summer we'd listen to games they'd come gotcha. in loud and clear and just it was all giants and um my brother though i think he had all kinds of different favorite teams i think his team was the Padres because I like the Giants, but there it is. we were, you know, it was always, you know, the Giants and the Reds and the Dodgers and the Padres and the National League West, I think, because that's sort of what we were exposed to. You know, you didn't get to see a lot of baseball on TV. You know, you got the Saturday game, Monday night game was always something to look forward to. Out of left
0: field here. Uh, how do you feel about the DH or and the pitchers hitting? In terms of uh, the AL versus the NL, what are well, I'm an NL
1: guy, so I, I like the, the pitchers. You, you
0: watch, uh, you like to watch a Madison Bumgarner hit, hit a baseball. I love that.
1: Madison Bumgarner. I'd stick him in there uh, yeah. left f- the giant DH well, him the Giants yeah. outfield. You know now, uh, you know there's not a lot of power out right. there. Maybe just stick Madison out in left field. Yeah, or you got Mantola
2: Cologne and, and him <laughs> hit home run. Yeah, there
0: you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so, so again. Um, so you're just listening to games. Do you ever, do you ever go to any games when you're a kid? Any of those games?
1: Um, or is it No, nah, just... I mean, I, I think my first game was 75 or 76 yeah. down at Oakland Alameda Coliseum. Oh yeah. Um, so, but then later my brother and I actually would drive down to San Francisco. We'd stay at a, you know, a travel lodge at the airport and just for a week and just watch games. We were kind of baseball geeks at that point. Mm, that's cool. And, uh, but yeah, um, it wasn't as easy as just driving up to Seattle. Yeah. Did you ever catch any uh, beaver baseball
2: games here locally? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. We
1: loved it, going down to Civic Stadium. Yeah, yeah. what
2: was your uh, one memory that you can you know think of about a game at Civic Stadium?
1: Oh, geez, one memory.
2: What like, what? like Or thing one, pa- pa- out one part of the was? experience that stands out well, to
1: you. I, well, I love going to see the Phoenix Firebirds and okay. the Phoenix Giants to see the future Giants. That's cool. Um, later in life, taking my kids there yeah. you know, and seeing some of the guys that came through the Knights program. Uh, that was fun Um, but yeah just it was you know I live in northeast Portland so it was really easy to go to games and take my kids Uh, as a kid uh, my dad would take us to you know which Civic Stadium to see the Beavers and and that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. but I I think my memories are more just the excitement of going to see future Giants and watching baseball because that
2: we loved baseball. So did you catch any of the Portland Mavs or the Portland Rockies at all? Probably.
1: Yeah. I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, probably some for good sure. episodes there. Yeah.
2: Oh, the yeah. <laughs> some of the memories from the summer, yeah.
1: That was great. I mean what a great story. You yeah. Know. Yeah. We had uh, John Dunn here one night and Oh Jack yeah. And John coached too. at Aloha High School. Did he really? really? Oh yeah. yeah. Later in his you know um you know he again you have mentioned that's a little different there he he didn't have some of the athletes that used to come through but yeah uh, but yeah no bill you know he's close with bill love and roy love and you know john dunn jack dunn all those guys you know it's small baseball family here yeah in portland area. yeah we are pretty tight knit yeah
0: yeah it is
2: we were talking before we got yeah. on the recording about you and uh, going to Lynn Benton Community College because yes. you ended up going there. You had said something about University of Washington. Yep. Can you dive a little bit into that? Well, you know,
1: I, again, I um, I mean, I was limited as, a, as a, I was a good hitter, right, and went up to University of Washington with Coach Love's help and made the team, I played a little bit, um, did okay, uh, but didn't really focus in the classroom, and you know had to make that hard um, decision to to leave because I, well it's not that hard when you're ineligible right but it was hard because <laughs> yeah. you yeah. let people down you let your parents down your teammates yeah. and stuff so but went to junior college at Lynn Benton uh, community community college played for Greg Hawk down there and the athletic director was Dick McLean and and. You know it was a great experience they took great care of me and had it you know had some good had a, had a good year um my my um i was there actually two years it was, was kind of crazy i had a actually the i had an injury that forced me to miss a season and then in the next season i uh was leading the nwac and hitting and just it was a, you know it's fun when you're hitting that well and there's yeah. a lot of interest and then i uh was part of a collision at home plate uh-huh. and i snapped my acl oh and it was bad man and it's not like today where you can oh. have quick surgery i was i was in a cast for nine months and it ended my season and and i thought at the time probably ended my career but i think you know i hit enough to where i had a, a couple offers and and uh you know was able to continue in division two baseball but lynn benton was great for me yeah i i it, small classroom sizes uh, Co- Coach McLean, who's the athletic director, took great care of me, made sure I got to class, and I kind of got into the swing of things and became a good student, and you know was a true student athlete, and and it was just a real stepping stone for me, and I think it's a a great place for for kids that might not be ready, and I don't think I was ready.
0: The the culture, uh, the coaching culture at say a, a powerhouse, you know, uh, Division One program, as opposed to the coaching culture um, at a JC or a community college, um, it might be a little different in terms of the kind of psychological approach or just the way coaches interact with kids or them understanding what the kids needs are. Can sure. you speak to that I a little think, bit? Well,
1: I, I think when I played college baseball was really not a big deal, right? You guys, um, in certain parts of the country, it was, but, Sure. you know, uh, so it wasn't what it is today, but mm-hmm. I would say my answer to that would be just you probably get a little more attention uh like at a junior college from the classroom to the coaching yeah it's just smaller a little uh, yeah. maybe less pressure maybe i don't, I don't know i i um, yeah i think but i think it was more me you know i i in taking responsibility and accountability mm-hmm. um and i needed to do that and i think just the school being there was perfect for me gotcha. the platform so i don't know if it, it had anything to do or I, I didn't really notice i guess yeah the differences okay. because again it's it's amazing how college baseball's exploded uh, uh since then i mean th- it just wasn't a big deal i mean right big time programs like washington state and washington were running around in vans right, right. places and there wasn't the pac 12 south i mean there was it was just the Pac-12 North, you know. It was, yeah. You know, um, so different. Yeah. You know how how everything is. It's exciting because we're in the middle of it. You know the amateur baseball piece of it. Really cool. So different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway.
2: And the classroom size, along yeah. with the the actual environment of going from a major campus to a much smaller yes. community college campus, probably had some sort of influence oh, helped on you tremendously. Too. Yeah. You, know, you go
1: from the. Uh, Big auditoriums at UW, uh, where there's 400 students yep. in there. Yeah, those in Portland, State. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and To 20 people in the classroom where you can actually go talk to the teacher. Yeah. Um. And you know, low a kid going to Seattle. I mean, culture shock. Away. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little too, too much, much fun. Way too much fun <laughs> to say. You know, you go down to Albany, Oregon, and it's more. You know, it's an hour away. Um, I don't know, just not ready. But I, I, I always promote junior colleges because I think they're great. Um, you know, they're, they're less expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got some good coaches. I mean, the, the LB program right now is, is the, the, I, you know, I'm way biased, but I think <laughs> the best in the Northwest, I Is mean, it? well, they, they went 42 and four last Oof. year. Unfortunately, they, they, they lost two one run games, at the NWAC tournament, oh. tournament, but Ryan Gibson did a great job building that program. Um, cause it, it, it it did uh get cut at one point and had a year hiatus and uh i I was actually part of a reinstatement effort with coach mcclain uh and then ryan built it up and coach peterson now is there because ryan gibson moved on to oregon state uh but annie peterson a former beaver uh, second baseman's doing a fantastic job super excited to to see that program excel
0: it's funny i was just talking to a kid um it's my friend's um, daughter's boyfriend he turned down a Washington state offer to go play at Lynn Benton. Wow. So that's kind of a kind of a compliment to that yeah. program you know. Yeah. And he's an Aloha kid strangely enough. So it was, oh, okay. uh, yeah um, so that's kind of cool. Like some kids just they know they need that and yeah plus the quality of the program too. It's a, so. it's a great program. Yeah. And,
1: and the dual enrollment piece with Oregon State's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oregon State coaches are tied into the LB coaches. It's just a real uh, neat thing and the culture is good and yeah uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough about Lynn Benton. Right on. Again, I'm very biased.
2: Yeah. Let's, let's talk about your yeah. transition from Lynn Benton Community to College to Northwest Missouri State University because yep. it, it sounds like, based upon some of the research that you did, that you, you ended up turning down a
1: scholarship offer to stay yep. at Lynn Benton to then go over well, to Northwest I Missouri. I actually got it. On, I had two offers uh, Central Washington University mm-hmm. yeah. and. Uh, Northwest, yeah, Nellensburg and Northwest Missouri State. I was like Central, and and I, I, I thought I was a Division One player, you know, and 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 I play, you know, I don't know, uh, or a Division One hitter. So it was it was tough, you know, because that was my goal, and but it was like, you know, uh, I, you know, I didn't have any money, so it was like, what do you do, you know? It was at that time, it was just my mom and I, and um, so it was like i i want to just try something new and they had a real neat schedule back then again a lot different uh d2 schools played d1 schools and if you were a good d2 school you could get a real robust d1 schedule so i was like man i want to do this and uh i'm so glad i did because um, it was it was fun to see a different part of the country and, and compete and uh so that was the basis of my decision. It wasn't real difficult because there's not a lot not a lot of options, True. right? But <laughs> but it was I wanted to go away and then more importantly, I played the best competition possible.
0: Then you had kind of the academic confidence then and yeah, you know, I, I did. You, you I were, were did, more and, adjusted. Oh and, yeah. yeah.
1: And in at northwest Missouri State, I you know, I, I would say I was a pretty good student. So and um yeah, so I really appreciate that bridge, uh, that Lynn Benton was, you know, the transition. It really mm-hmm. was helpful, and and I'll always be indebted to those guys. And I help them as much as I can, the school as well as the athletic program. Uh, just because I, you know, I've had a neat little career in business and baseball, and pretty lucky. And you know, they they were there at the right time. Tell us a little bit more yeah. about the schedule and what types of teams they were playing. I mean, you're
2: saying you did say they play a bunch of D1 teams.
1: Yeah, like like Nebraska, you know, going to Lincoln. And playing in that mm. ballpark, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa, Iowa State, Big um, Ten country. Then, and you're yeah. getting good exposure, and yeah, and getting yeah. The I best mean, I, and, I, I, remember a couple uh, scouts talked to me, and they said, "Hey, yeah, yeah, we kind of like you." And one of them was from Oregon. Yeah, I, I mean, partial to you because you're from Oregon. And I, just, <laughs> you know, looking back though, I mean, I mean. they they were being nice probably uh now that i'm in the business i know how it works and not not again the code words a first baseman with no tools right (laughs) uh uh, with they could hit yeah there's a lot of those right Mm -hmm. uh but uh anyway yeah it you know memphis state was fun south alabama north alabama uh who else did we play uh missouri state um down in Springfield, they they were really good. Uh, Missouri, Columbia, that was always fun to go over and oh, yeah. play them, the Tigers. But yeah, I mean, it was just it was a you know it was competitive. And then uh, our rival in our conference was Central Missouri State, and they they had really good players. So it was it was nice to play uh, at that level, and I really I really look forward to those D one games and and. Know really kind of uh, use those as benchmarks of how I, how I was doing. Did you ever get to come back west here and play on no. the teams there? No, mm. no, everything no. east
0: of the Mississippi essentially. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your your own time at Missouri State and it, you know you were a uh, business administration and management
1: major there. Yep, yep. So I I focused on uh, you know uh, getting my business marketing degree and. And um, I thought the classes, again, manageable. You know, you're you're talking 25, 30 people. I remember my professor was always accessible, and the library was good. This now remember this is before computers yeah. and stuff like that. You know, you're doing papers and mm-hmm. looking stuff on up. typewriters yeah. and looking stuff up, right? So spent yeah. a lot of time in the library. I had fun there. It's a small little town. Um, it's just I don't know. It was a good. I mean, it was a good ex- experience and very focused. I mean, I was focused in the weight room. Um, I was probably the best guy in the weight room and also considered myself a leader, you know, kind of just took charge. And and then um,
0: do you ever communicate with any of the guys you played with over there? I used to. OK,
1: I used to. But I stand real good touch in my, you know, my baseball community, which I for me, it's in the region. Sure. Right here yeah, and yeah. in the Portland area. Like yeah. my little buddies were, you know. Uh, and, and back in the day, again, the, the baseball community being small, you know, you're talking Oregon State guys, University of Portland guys, Portland State guys. Uh, that was our little group, you know, and we still stay in contact. Mm. And, and so I'd say more with the, those guys, like yeah. kind of, I, I don't stay that good. I don't. I'm not in touch with a lot of the guys from Northwest Missouri state, but, uh, yeah, no, I just remember really focused and our coaches then were great. Stan Stolte is now the head coach at UNLV. Oh, cool. Quincy Noble later was a head coach at university of the Pacific. He's no longer the head coach there, but those guys were great to work with. And I was, I was, I was hitting every, you know, every morning, 5am, 6am. I mean, it really meant a lot. And, uh, and it were great times, and but those are way back in the rearview mirror. Um, yeah. So now I get to stay connected to the game with the the knights and all our partner schools. It's just it's it's a lot of fun. Very cool. So you received uh, all all conference honors
2: with the Bearcats is yep. from when I was red.
1: Right. Yeah. What did that mean to you? Like having what it meant to me at the coming the time, back from an injury too. Yeah. It was, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was coming back, and and I think they were freaked out when they first met me because. I was like, I can't practice for another, you know, this is during the fall, two, three months. Cause I mean, I'd atrophy. I mean, I'd barely, it was, I, I hadn't, I just got the cast off, right? Yeah. Nine months in a cast Yeah, yeah, uh, or something like that. And, and, uh, so there were, there was a lot of question on like, what, what did we get ourselves into? Hmm. So there was some pride of like delivering on that. Like, Hey, I, 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 I can do this. I, I can. You know be a good defensive first baseman and hit and and help you guys win and yeah i was really really proud of that you know because uh, i i felt like i earned it with the hard work and and you know um the hit, the hitting part of it i mean it was really weird about again that oh, so many different this is such a different era uh nowadays you know you, you get uh, applauded for running counts deep and earning walks right right quality at bat quality at stuff, bats yeah. and walks yeah. are a big deal Back then, I remember my head coach coming up, you know, Siegel, you, you walk too much, too many walks. And really? Yeah, different, remember, different yeah, yeah, perspective. Yeah. You know, you're not aggressive, and I'm just like, wait a minute, I'm going to get my pitch, and I'm going to run counts every time, because I'm, I'm going to get a pitch, and I'm going to drive it, right? Yeah. And, I, and I, 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 I'll I never forget that, because I always I let the team in walks, and... I remember the feedback being, well, you know, you know, not being good. And thinking back now, you look at it and you go, "Wow, oh, shoot, that's great." That's yeah. great. Yeah, the quality you know?
0: of bat rate. It's all data and percentage yeah, and analytics. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, analytics. but it was all
1: about average then, you know. Right, that was the and, only and measure. Only thing, the only measurement. And you know, I had yeah. a good average, but I mean, I look back at my on base percentage and I go, "Man, that's something to be proud of." Right. But hard the, hit ball rate. But on the yeah. all conference thing, you know, I, I will say, um, I love that, but I did feel like uh, both years, I because. Both years I was second team all conference, and I thought, "There's how, how can that happen based on numbers?" Mm-hmm. And so, I, to this day, I still, you know, got that little. Sure, like, really, really, because <laughs> I remember that just going. You know what? Honestly,
0: in today's day and age, with the analytics and the and the shifts towards no, measurement, uh, you would have been no first doubt. team no, both no, years. No, no doubt, doubt. Yeah, that's and interesting. I,
1: I and I also think that you know, I I, I always thought you know, well, hey, this guys from Oregon or something, maybe that you know, I had a play or whatever. But I always was like, I really, what do you have to do? And, uh, but, you know, with that said, you know, very appreciative and all that. But uh, I'll never forget that part because, you know, I'd be disingenuous if I didn't share that at the time that was like, I was pissed. You know, it's like, I I didn't be pretty competitive too. But, uh, but, hey, I'm very blessed to have that. Experience and opportunity.
2: Yeah, and this was at a time that did not have any social media. Nothing. You didn't have oh, cell man. phones. No cell phones. Landlines. And no email. How did you find out about this honor that you received? You, fi- you yeah, they
1: actually have sports information directors back then. Mm-hmm. Oh well. So they would, you know, let the coach know, and the coach would pass that on. Um, but it, it's funny, is like you don't get any of the staff. I was, uh, I was at the house cleaning some files, like. Um, I think during the holidays and I ran into this, uh, media guide thingy, um, from post my career with all these all time record stats and stuff. Cool. And I was in there and I'm like, no way. I mean, why wouldn't, how, how would I not know this? Right. It's kind of cool stuff. Cause I actually showed my kids like, I'm like, yeah, hey, that's really this. cool. Dad, you know, on some, you know, after all those years, but, um, yeah, none of that stuff. You know, this just didn't exist. And be like,
0: "Seagull, come here." Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why are you taking so many pitches? <laughs> well, no. Well,
1: I. Uh, uh, I mean, frankly, I just remember that the head coach getting uh-huh. on me for like, you know, hey, you <laughs> three got two, you three got two counts. Many, you got too many walks. It's just like, really? <laughs> and thinking at the time, uh. is there some? You know, I'm thinking. Well, it doesn't make sense to me, right? Maybe I was ahead of my time just a smidge on that. Probably, Probably the only thing I was ahead of my time. There right. you go.
2: Maybe you just had it in your mind at that time, and somebody just
1: popped it out of your I brain and said, "We're gonna
2: <laughs> use what seagulls think." No, I,
1: I highly doubt that. But I, I, <laughs> I do remember just going like, "Gosh, what would Billy know, Bean say?" Well, it's like what money? <exactly, what, laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. aren't we trying to get on base? Right. Yeah. You know. But anyway, so many different. That it's so different uh, back when I played to what it's like today so much better today by the way so did you at any time
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> want to
1: consider going and playing professionally after college of course of course i worked towards that i was not good enough <laughs> as simple as that you know and there's but i'm one of most everyone right
0: how, how when yeah. did you have that realization what was that like, like well that i mean it was ready like, to move on to something else well i do? wasn't
1: but i didn't get drafted okay <laughs> so then you're like Okay, and I remember coming back to Portland and some of the, you know, our, again, our small old baseball community, some of the other guys are good players that didn't get drafted. We're all kind of in the same boat. Well, what do we do? And, you know, back in the day they'd have those, um, tri- tri- uh, what do you call it? I don't know, tryouts. It's open tryout. Open tryout or whatever. Yeah, And they were actually at Walker Stadium. And so I remember going to a couple of those and just going, this is, I have no shot because I have... No shot cause I have Nothing. I mean, what am I gonna do? Drive some balls up into the, to the trees, you know? And BP. That was my only shot. But I, I just wasn't that type of hitter. I don't think, or mm-hmm. had that type of power. I didn't. I had nothing that would interest. Huh. Anyone, so that was it, and then you just move on, right? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just smiling it. over here
2: because it reminds me of in Major League with Pedro Serrano's at the
0: bat, hitting him in the tree, right, right. <laughs> it's and like, the, and, the, grr, and the, yeah, the little the like throw one. him a Ooh, oh, right, right. like, yeah, um, gets exposed, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's over. It is, it is
1: hard when it's over, but you know, again, with that said, you know, I'm pretty lucky to be doing what I am, and in in my in doing what i am my boys my three boys have been around the game and they really are into it so it's like we're hey we're passing it on down and i think that that's part of your guys's broadcast is trying to generate that enthusiasm around Mm -hmm. the game and keep it going and perpetuate it because there's a lot of beauty to it and it's our responsibility to keep people engaged with Mm -hmm. the game as much as we can spread it
2: and I also read that yeah. you
1: were uh, Northleth- Northwest
2: Athletic Conference Hall of Famer also.
1: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that honor. Um, I don't understand it. <laughs> but it's, ah, you enough know, for the humility. No, 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 no I, I really do, because there's been a lot of, uh, of great people and players that have come through the NWAC, and that was, that was a special moment.
2: Did that mean more to you than your... All conference player, or do you think they're about? Oh, equal? I don't.
1: I don't know. I, I I think they're just nice, and it's always nice to be recognized because you, you must be doing something good, right? And mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I wouldn't say. I think they're all nice moments. Mm-hmm. So you graduate with yep. a, again
2: with a business administration management degree, and you go on and run your own small business. Yep. And uh, it's an advertising business in Portland, from what I hear.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, out of school, I had to get a job. So, uh, you know, I was working in construction landscape for my buddy's dad. It was backbreaking. It was just like, man, I got a degree. What am I doing? So, yeah. but, you know, I need some, some money to pay rent because I was living with a couple buddies in an apartment. We had no furniture and we're just scraping it together, right? Yeah. But it's like, gosh, you know, I got this degree. I should get a job. So I got, luckily got a job with an electronics distributor and customer service. You know, that was brutal because uh, you're getting all those ugly phone calls. Yeah, And then then got into inside sales and outside sales, national account management. So on the sales side and technology, then went to work uh, at uh, KVO, an agency, a technology agency downtown uh, for a gentleman named Steve Krakas, who I still stay in touch with, a great guy and he gave me a job i don't know why uh but uh that was neat uh, to to learn that business and it uh, grew in that and then uh, out of that started my own little gig a kind of a virtual agency and ran that for about 11 years in town and that was cool uh you know kind of working for yourself and just mm-hmm. fell into this baseball thing yeah it's cool so everything worked together though kind of the sales and marketing piece and but yeah i've been very fortunate but this uh This small business for me has been really uh, a labor of love, but it's also been a good business, you know, and and we started it in 2006-ish, you know, and... Two We're in Corvallis and we're in business. And at the time I thought, man, if we make it a year or two, <laughs> yeah. this would be great. And we're still doing it. That's and, awesome. And growing with Oregon State and been good partners. So very, very lucky.
2: Yeah. So let's talk about yeah. real quickly. Yeah. Uh, the last question to kind of wrap this first episode. Sure. Up. Um, and we're going to talk about at what point or you know where. Was it pre, either presented to you or the idea came across? Let's start a, a baseball team in whatever level that it was. Sure. Um,
1: in terms of the business or the very beginning, you know, either one. I mean, okay, I'm gonna man, I'm, I'm gonna what, go with the business because the very beginning, you know, we just there was a bunch of guys started a recreational team and and just you know the old semi pro days, city oh, yeah. days. I mean whole different world but the business that to answer that question is is it it did require some vision because i kind of saw this whole this summer collegiate thing coming uh because uh college baseball was on the rise uh Mm. big league baseball predictive market yeah yeah well they you know there's all these emerging markets and Mm -hmm. old pro markets uh what you know who's filling the void well it's summer collegiate baseball seemed like a natural and the pioneers the north woods league you know dick raddick jr he he got that thing going in the mid-90s and kind of followed that and kind of also followed the alaska league kind of the actually what not to do the demise of the alaska league and kind of followed all the stuff and said well
0: you got the model the
1: cape cod league right it's well, kind cape of cape cod's a, not the model cape cod it isn't is is where all the best players play okay, right okay was it always like that though It's always been that. Always been like that. Always been. That's, that's, yeah, the Cape is the Cape. Best players go there. Scouting directors sit on those guys. All the scouts are there. I mean, it's, Major League Baseball funds that and makes sure that the best players totally different Totally different thing. Gotcha. Um, But this is professionally operated summer collegiate baseball. Mm -hmm. And Dick Raddick started it in Northwoods and it was just like, huh, I mean, we could, why couldn't we do that in the Northwest? Look at some of the old pro markets bend. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot we'll of the timber if, teams. If it can work in Ben, yeah, you know, wall yeah, walla walla. sure. And then emerging markets, um, which I would consider like a Corvallis. Not mm-hmm. that I had Corvallis's division, but just it was like so. We put together this West Coast League in 2005, and we had a team out in Gresham, the Knights. Yeah, we'll get a little bit more of that yeah. in the next episode. But anyway, that that market just you know it was like that's this probably isn't going to work. So, uh, yeah, the the vision was that. The sector was emerging, so do we capitalize on it or not? So we took a risk, and we we had the club was in place, but we created this business that could not only continue to further develop the student athletes, but uh, you know fill a summer entertainment void uh, and provide affordable family. Fun yeah, for mm-hmm. that community down there in the Mid Valley. The Mid Valley is growing, nothing, right? Yeah, it's, a no, growing, it's a growing, it's a growing community, an emerging market. Yeah, yeah. The Mid Valley community. Had, mm-hmm. You had that stadium, that beautiful stadium, and and I remember uh, Colin Case just like, well, what do you think? Because I I was kind of like, he's probably not, you know, why would he want to have a team there? And he goes, Dan, I think this is a great idea. And I was like, oh, like awesome. Let's well, should we let's do this? And we literally made it all happen with. You know, two, three months. And the answer, that was a long answer, but it's all right. of a sudden we have a business. That's great. Right? A small, it's small, but dang, who wouldn't want to be in this business? Yeah. You know, uh, for me, it was like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to make as much money doing this than the advertising business, but dang. It's rewarding, challenging. Oh, man. Yeah. Developing yeah. kids and yeah. being part of baseball, that's right up my alley. And, so, I don't know. Again, very fortunate. It's all timing. But we did see it. And I would say, you know, I'll say it in this interview, we capitalized on mm-hmm. on this emerging sector in the industry of mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah, and sounds summer like collegiate baseball is red hot. It yeah. Is. It is that's, red that's hot. What? That's a sense. I'm Portland Pickles, love the pickles. Look what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the thing is, though, it, 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 they, you know, the, the barrier to entry isn't what it's like in the minor leagues, right? Yeah. Uh, you know where it costs a lot to buy one of those teams uh and college baseball is hot so there has been a proliferation of all this so i do think it's going to settle and there'll be some consolidation over time Mm -hmm. but right now it's hot the west coast league's hot the Northwoods league's hot coastal plain league um you know those are the i'd say the top three leagues but there's a lot of other leagues that are doing well and it's just an exciting time to 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 be in this thing. Yeah. Well, it's Very going cool. to be exciting in our next episode
2: because yep. we're going to talk about not the one, not the two, but the three in a row West Coast League champions, Corvallis Knights. Yeah. Next episode. All right. And with, this is Dan Siegel. <laughs> hey, Dan. Thank you for you know, jumping over here after yeah. your son's baseball game yeah. to come record with us. This has been great. I'm glad we got to know more about cool. you. Appreciate and it. It's been a wealth of knowledge and in, in hearing you know what you have to share with us. So this is going to wrap this episode up. I really appreciate everything. Hey, if you haven't checked them out, go to Corvallis Nights and Type in Google, go to search anywhere. You can actually check us out on Twitter at Podcast Roses. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. We're out there. Diamonds Just and go- Roses Google, podcast.
0: Google Diamonds and Roses podcast. Yeah.
2: And, and if you haven't done so already, Click review, rate, subscribe on our podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if you're going to give us one star or no stars, please let us know how we can improve because that's what we're about doing. We're going to improve. We're going to try to bring you great um, people to come on the podcast every week. So we are working very hard to provide you with great quality content like this particular episode. With that said, I'm Ben.
0: And I'm Dave. And I'm
2: Dan. And you peace out. Have a great day. Woo!